Welcome to the Filthy Spoon Podcast. Today recording this, we have a guest. Logan is on. He's a refuge rat, baseball player, mullet-ridden kid, like a lot of Valley kids running around here. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How's it going? Seems like a fairly decent guy, but time will tell. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get too deep, we got to mention our sponsor, Superior Equipment Repair in Lincoln. Um, you can reach him at 833-343-7351. Uh, any of your truck or equipment needs, give him a call, man. We'll take care of you. So, anyway, Robert, uh, why don't you explain how you met Logan and how this all come to fruition? Sure. Um, before we get too deep in here, I do, I do want to mention to everyone that we are on iTunes now as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, seems like we've had a lot of folks uh, find us already. Yeah, it's uh, been kind of a big rush we got just in the 24 hours we've been on there. Uh, my buddy Sal, great friend of the show, the guy drawing our logo up, uh, I don't know how he did it, but he went down the Apple rabbit hole and got it figured out for us, friggin' dipshit hicks, so we're very appreciative. No, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah, so we have our first, uh, well, I guess our second guest. Oh, yeah. Um, but... But one of the things that we talked about when we started this was just having some like regular folks out, right? Not just yeah. industry guys, but regular dudes on the Yeah, that's what we're regular podcast. guys. Yeah. We're regular rice rats. Nice talk to younger guys, perspective of what it's like hunting in here and how they're, you know, both of you and I have done the refuge thing. Yep. But it's been a few years since we've been in the race, and I'm sure it's changed. I mean, it was a big deal to me when they started posting the results on some facebook page or something and i thought that was such bullshit and unfair and everything you know but uh i'm sure it's changed even a lot since then so i'm interested to see what he has to say about it and you know evidently he fishes too and we all know how much you love fishing robert so uh, yeah no I'm not, i don't know if you've heard logan but uh i'm not i'm not really into fishing anymore no yeah no what happened there uh you know, well to be honest, if if I'm being honest with myself, I was never really good at it. Oh, okay. So, um, but I did have some success, like uh, trout fishing. Uh, that used to be something I was into. Then I got into the bass scene, like just doing ponds. Right. I, I don't like boats. No. No. Really? I hate boats. I wow. Got nice, I got a nice jet craft. I like to use. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now I I like boats more than Dodge Challengers. Well. Or Chargers. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, probably both than both. Yeah. But pretty obnoxious with them. Uh, Dodge Chargers are the worst. Uh, I I sent John something <laughs> earlier this week on Instagram. Uh, I coined and you know Dodge Charger, the official car of apartment complexes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I had a guy more Dodge Charger flipping me off the other day too. Uh, <laughs> not going to be the last time that happens. Yeah, it's, a, it's a worldwide problem, I'm sure. That's awesome. He's probably yeah. pissed that you're in his way. He's trying to do donuts at the probably. intersection. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, Logan, I know, I know you've been hunting some refuges the last couple of years. Uh, oh yeah. Like John and I talked about, we really haven't. We've been out of the refuge scene largely. Um, I used to try to go uh, once or twice a year, even with with rice hunting. And then uh, these days, I just I just don't quite have the energy for it during waterfowl. Yeah, it's a lot of work, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But you do it right, you can get some good birds out of there for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure. There's uh, probably in Northern California, probably have you know, some of the best best refuges in the in the country. Um, and if they if they weren't open for the public, it'd be a rich man's oh, yeah. duck club. Well, yeah. Most of them used to be duck clubs, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the people aren't friendly there, I'll tell you that much. 
Everybody's racing for a spot. And I've had my fair share of fights out there so far. Well, so, uh, so let's see. So where, when do you start getting into refuge hunting? So refuge hunting has been on and off since I've started hunting. That's been about 11 years. And, um, so, but basically it's the last three years I've been doing it on my own. Yeah. And, um, so getting out there, you know, you get out there at four o'clock, got to do your sweat line stuff. And just, you got guys that are racing for spots and when you get in the spot that they like and you're there before them, they'll sit about 20 yards away from you and you get in a big old argument about it. That's not fun. But I mean, if you're getting birds in, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. So are you, uh, are you drawn drawing uh, resis these days or doing a lot of just first come first serve so it's half and half i'll put in for resis before the beginning of the season and i'll get if i get lucky maybe i'll get 50 percent of the time i'll get a resi and then um, the other time it's just first come first serve so i'd probably to get a good spot my buddy and i that i hunt with we would leave at like 12 noon and just sit all day till 5 30 yeah i mean it's it's a process we would i remember i got a little jet boil you know what that is oh yeah so i take that out with like top ramen or something and just make a whole meal out there while we're waiting i don't miss them days no. man uh-uh. still a lot of uh refuge partying the night yeah. before sometimes oh, yeah. we uh, oh, yeah. a couple of times i took my dad's camp trailer out there and we um would stay the night oh yeah so it's pretty cool you mean there's good people out there but then you get the guys closer the younger guys like me and they're all Oh, I can do better than you, and I want the spots and all that, and then they'll get all angry when you get better than them. And, yeah. Well, and the problem too is you young guys are fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna outrun my. Yeah, that's a problem that. for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's for definitely. Sure. It's uh, if I were to say, it's definitely a younger guy's sport. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you got to haul all your shit out there. It's it's not fun. What? Uh, it is, but it isn't. What do you normally take out with you? So I usually run. I run. I think we run 36 decoys together with my buddy and I. We have about a dozen mallards. We do we run half a dozen pintails, um, half a dozen widgeon, and then we throw some wood ducks out. And maybe on the edge, we'll have a spread of like five or six specks, maybe 20 yards away from them. And it seems to work pretty well. And um, then we'll have a mojo here and there when it, December comes around. So it works. Then you got guys that come up, and I've actually had a guy shoot my mojo before because he didn't like that I was sitting in a spot. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. Wow. I never had, I mean, I had a couple of heated conversations back when I used to go, but I never had anybody shooting any of my stuff or. No, these guys are um, pretty aggressive when it comes out to it. Fist fights. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So are you bringing a, a, a cart out or just hauling everything on your back? Uh, 50 50. Well, we whatever we can fit on the jet sled in the cart, we'll haul. And then whatever we got to carry, we carry. Just try to pack light as possible just to make it. You know, walking in that water, you know, maybe 150, 200 yards to get to a spot sometimes. Walking in that mucky water takes a lot of effort. Well, yeah, and some of yeah. them are a mile walk, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So. What refuge is your favorite to go to? Sutter. Sutter. Sutter's like my Sutter. favorite. It's pretty pretty mellow there. Never had a lot of problems at Sutter. Gray Lodge is where we usually have all the problems yeah. at. Yeah. Because, you know, you got 200 people allowed on, and... Gotta fight for that's west all or east. Free roam. Exactly. Yeah, that's all I wish free. they would make a sign pond mm-hmm. there. I don't understand why they don't. 
No, no, but Sutter's probably my favorite. You get a good flight from those clubs out there because it, it backs up right to the bypass, too. Oh, yeah. We're, we're so, right on the other side of it over there, knocking the hell out of them. I've hunted out right there in times. 20 minutes before shoot time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How the other half lives. Yeah. Right. So, no, it's it's good. It's a good, fun process. But I'll just get more into it. You know, you got to pay a lot of attention to statistics out there, too. Like, what what's shooting great, what's not. Right. And then, um, especially for gray lodge, like, you want to have, like, the highest numbers possible because they'll have guys doing, like, 50 miles an hour on those roads to their parking spots just to get out there before everybody else. It's insane. Yeah. I guess yeah. it's been that way a long time. It was yeah. like that. I think gray lodge was the first refuge I ever went to. Yeah, and I had good hunts out there. I always hunted the east side because it was less crowded, and I wanted to avoid, you know, some right. of the stuff he's talking about. I heard about the firing line over there mm-hmm. and all that, and uh, we east. had some success in the east side. I shot, I hunted east side prominently this last year, and we shot personally. I shot over 150 birds. Really? Yep. Yeah, I got this app on. It's called Ducks Dot Org or whatever, and it's an app that you can get on your phone. And you mark, you can mark all your birds. And it shows you all. Oh, yeah, the, the, that's on yeah. the Ducks Unlimited yeah, the app, Ducks right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you I can did that a track your harvest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that a couple so, years ago. It's yeah, kind of neat. It is. So I track every single bird I shot, and um, it was pretty cool. Never, I didn't yeah, get a band the, from there, but you know, shot a nice honker, shot a double pin pentail, had two pins side by side that were ten inches long. Wow, that's cool. So that was pretty cool. Nice sprig. Yeah. So it's pretty easy for me to track uh, what birds I shoot: uh, snows, specks, and spoonies. <laughs> <laughs> We shoot yeah. a lot of spoonies, man. Uh, I feel like every year, more and more, it's like, yeah. holy yeah. cow. Uh, they're, the spring weren't fixed this year. Like, <sighs> it was a weird year with spring. I mean, usually it's, either, you know, we're done, you get your one and done, and that's it. And this year, I went home sprigless more often than not. Yeah, I mean, there was not that many sprig. And I know the year before, sprig were thick. Because oh, I, yeah. I was hunting a blind out in Calusa, and we had sprig nonstop. And we'd sit there in the blinds talking about how we wanted the spray limit like three, four, and change the mallard limits down. And, right. Because you, know, you got a population full of mallards now, but they're also kind of getting pretty low here, at least in Northern California. And yeah, you got sprig that many. overtake mallards. So if they were to change that, it'd probably be a lot better. So does your does the app does it show you like your number one bird for the season? Um, it doesn't show you your number one bird, but you can um. I think if you you can make notes in the app and you can yeah. like put what you shot like how big it was and whatever. But normally the part that I use it just counts up. So yeah, like, the, yeah, it's just pretty neat. I did it yeah, two years ago. It, it was some yeah. hiccups is why I ain't done it because it tried to it wouldn't let me start a new year for some reason. Ah. but it was cool and yeah, you can put the weather conditions yep. in and all that. And it's pretty neat. And uh, when you go and track your bird, it um it makes you put like hen, drake, what the species was and all that if it had a band or not. Well, it's yep. really cool. Cool app. Well, Very cool to offer, and it's free, too. Yeah, it is free. It's free yeah. 99 So, and it's it's simple and easy, and it makes it a lot. You can reflect on it, too, you know, and you can see, like, in certain areas, you can track what areas you go to, too, in the app. Ah. So, you can see, like, how personally, like, you did in these certain areas, and then you can base your hunt, next hunt season off of that, you know. You know, I've, uh, I've never hunted the east side of Grey Lodge. Really? No, I always did the west side. Really? Yeah, um, I um, maybe I'll maybe I'll try to get you know after this this podcast get inspired and try to hit up hit up Grey Lodge <laughs> sometime this year. Yeah, I uh, it's it's fun. I'll tell you that. 
I hunted it a couple times. I was primarily east the years that I was there, but we did it a couple times. And luckily, I didn't have any problems or anything, but it is more crowded. East then, is a little more mellow than yeah, west, yeah. so it's where you prominently stay. But I remember, like, sometimes when the birds would move over there, and then all of a sudden they'd catch word, and then it would be crowded. The parking lot I'd go to yeah. would be packed, like, ah, oh, they caught yeah. word, we're smoking them over here. Yeah. But it was fun. I think it's a good way for a young guy to come up. It's, exactly. To me, it's, you're kind of earning your street cred exactly. out there. Uh, everybody's got to put their time into you know every, you know. every older duck hunter i've talked to always said they started out at refuges yep. and but it's um guys these days just don't let birds work either they'll see they'll have birds swinging yeah. and you, you see how birds are working in your decoys and you're like okay or somebody else's decoys you'll let them swing around you the guys will have i'll have birds swinging and the guys will just pull up and shoot and i just lose my shots anyway they're just they're not nice out there it happens mm -hmm. we've talked about this a little bit in the past i think a lot of it's just uh, you know it's well, for one, we'd have no crime in this country if there wasn't between 18 and 25-year-old guys. So yeah. you got all these young, super testosterone-filled dudes out there, yeah. and everybody wants to be number one, and they, you know, they, they haven't got the age on them to understand that it's okay to be nice to the dude hunting next to you. Exactly. It is frustrating, though. I've had it work both ways, and I've been the asshole, too. Mm -hmm. I, I, and, uh, I can't deny I've done it a couple <laughs> times, but... You, you know, know, and it, 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 it sucks when it turns you into that, because it's like, oh, every, it's just like on the highway. If you drive like an asshole, you know, everybody does, so I'm going to, too. It's like you're part of the problem. Right. So I, all you can do is try to be nice as you can to them. Maybe, you know, we talked about this on the last podcast, you know, try to talk to people and right. you know but i get it some folks you ain't gonna be able to talk to yeah. you know well that's a good point too i mean when you're younger every every hunt statistically is you know uh, a greater percentage of your hunting career so then as you get older every season there's a little less pressure like yeah you know you we've all hunted with guys who are like on edge the whole time like you know yeah if we're not shooting birds they're like wigged out going home like oh my god we're gonna we you know we only got a couple hours left we gotta get some birds it's like dude. they're treating it like combat they're like yes come on your left i just call them horny that's all <laughs> yeah. i call them <laughs> that's a good time <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're like chill out man it's like, like, yeah, like right. yeah, it's a whole experience man the trigger pull is just part of it you know I used to give my buddy a hard time this last season. Every time a bird come in, he'd get all excited. I was like, hey, chill out. Calm your pecker down a little bit. Come on now. <laughs> I, you know, I've probably been like that before, too. Oh, yeah. And I'd say, I mean, that's why we all do it. It's certain parts of it are super excited. Or, right. You know, you look, you don't even think, look this way, and one's cupped up coming in. You weren't expecting yeah. it. Yeah. That, see, that's what gets me still. You get super excited. And um, with, there was one story I got. I, was, I can tell you about the honker I shot out there in Grey Lodge. Um, it was probably getting, we probably had two hours of shoot light left and we were hunting with five people when three of them left and I was just with one of my other buddies and we were hunting and we saw this bird coming, he was probably about 25 yards off the water and he was flying like a swan. I didn't know, it was pretty, I couldn't really tell colors and then he honked at us. So I was, I was like, hey, watch this. I turned around and looked into the toolies and I honked back at him and he turned and he flipped and I shot him at 10 yards and never even touched the water. That's awesome. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's probably my favorite moment of that season. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. Um, those type of things you'll remember mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. You know, there's a couple of birds like that I remember. The yeah. way it all lines up and everything goes right. That's always cool, yeah. man. Yeah. They do kind of fly like honkers. Yeah. 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 I mean, not, not sorry. Honkers fly like swans. Yeah, yeah. they do. Because yeah. I was out at uh, Butte City with a friend, and we're sitting in the blind, and uh, there's some honkers flying in our direction. He goes, oh, honkers coming. I said, no, nah, those are swans, yeah. man. Those are swans. I didn't even get up, and he knocked two of them down. 
Same thing happened with Mace and I down at that uh, club down off 99 over there, Sankey. Um, same deal. I come in and he, and I'm like, no, that ain't, and he comes right up and it turned out to be a cackler. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah it was kind of cool, man. Uh, I saw my buddy Sky Blast of Bluebeers this year, though. Oh, yeah. Really? He's like 80 yards up and he's like, watch this. He had one of those like turkey long range chokes in. He's like, watch this, and the fucker just fell. I was like, no shit. Get a golden BB every once in a while, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let him work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Never shot one of those yet. I'd like to, though. No, I, I ain't neither. No, I've never, I've never no. shot one. I've, uh, the, the, where we hunt out here, n- north of here, I've, uh, seen them in the, I've seen yeah. one out there last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year's the first time I've seen one out there with the, Anytime with the snows. I, I never see them flying. I always see them on the ground, but in the middle of the pack of the snows. Probably out there in the middle of the field, and they're never flying. I always want to run out there and just take my gun. And can't do that though. Now so. I will say, you know, I'm thinking about some of the last times I hunted out at Gray Lodge. Um, but uh, you know, that early morning, right before shoot time, is there still like just a ton of birds like getting oh, off the oh, off yeah. the water, just landing in yeah, front of you? Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, you awesome. got teal fine six inches from your head, you know, and beat them with their shotgun. You got mallards quacking like ever. I remember one time it was ten minutes before shoot light, and my buddy and I had to hold back so hard because we had, I think we had like twenty five mallards just dumping fifteen yards in front of us. We had just had to hold back, and it was like, dude, just wait. And I heard a shot go off like five minutes before, and they got up, and I was like, I can't shoot it. There's a game he was parked there all day long. Like, Good thing you did it, yeah. <clears throat> well, that's the other thing about the refuges is you got a lot more like law enforcement monitoring yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, usually, if you're in a club or something, you can shoot a little earlier, but and it just also depends on time. We don't. We no. follow the rules. Yeah, yeah. You we got go to the minute. We change every day. Yeah. I know the shoot time, and it, it's good for a week, yeah. right? Yeah. It's but we do it by we do it by our, I do it by my phone, so I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I always go off. My I keep phone it on my time. phone. Yeah. Yeah, and then I always beginning of the season, I always um take a screenshot of the shoot time log. Yeah. And then I'll just go idea. off of that. So try to keep everything legal as possible. CWA puts it in their mm-hmm. magazine too, yeah. so I'll put yeah. that in my wallet and just have it in my. In yeah. my bag throughout the season. Okay. Yeah, I, I can tell you one thing. Don't listen to that Bob Sims on the outdoor show. You remember that? I remember. Yeah. We both said it when we got there. We said yeah. he said the wrong time. He did. Yeah. He did. Yep. Now, Bob Sims. That freaking guy. <laughs> that's where the birds know. <laughs> well, she had a works. social media. I'd love to talk to him. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you pre record your show. <clears throat> you, put, you get the wrong time on, and. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Easy to easy to mess up. Yeah. God, man, he's something else. So you like Sutter? You like Gray Lodge? How I, far I, north you gone? I've gone Sac. Oh, that's south. I haven't no. really gone farther than Sac, I guess. So, um, Calusa, like, Sac. Like yeah. Sac Refuge Complex? Yeah. 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 That's a pretty nice complex. It's just a haul out there. See, I've never hunted that. No? no. I've never hunted Sac. I've but, hunted Calusa and... I've done Howard, yeah, Howard, Lano Creek, and Lano. Yep, those because those are all um, those are nice clubs uh, or refuges. Yeah, they, um, they're smaller. And you don't get as much people there. Right. Actually, my first the first refuge hunt I had this year, I drew number one out of Howard. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good hunt. Really, number yeah. one? Huh? I've never met anybody that drew number one. Really? No, that was awesome. Oh, that is cool. So I used to. I don't know if you guys do this, but I used to uh, pull, get all my friends, get their go ID numbers, mm-hmm. and I'd be, you know, say, hey, let's pull our, 
our lottery together and right. see, you know, kind of try to work out a system. Well, nowadays, for if you want to do lotto, they don't let you um, put separate go IDs like you can interchange. You gotta, if you're going to hunt with these certain people, you got to go on one lotto. And yeah. you can't There's no running around. Yeah. So that's you what you should yeah, we, yeah. I think it's kind of good. I do too. Everything's digital now, so they put it in the system besides Greylodge. So, say if I want to go put in a Howard. I can still go over to Grey Lodge, but I can't do like Howard and Lano. Is, is Grey Lodge still, you line up? Yep. Grey Lodge, you still got to sit in your truck, and they start with number one, and it goes all the way down. And it's, you just sit there for hours on end. See, see I don't, kind of like what John was saying about Grey Lodge doing assigned ponds, I kind of do wish that all the refuges just had a standard system. Right. Right. Yeah, and they're all different. They're all I mean, different. Some allow bikes, some mm-hmm. don't allow bikes. It's all kind of up to the refuge manager. In a way, I like it because being that this state is, you know, basically ran by communists, that they let them have a little bit of free, you right. know, leeway to however that's, the yeah, the true. manager feels necessary to run it. Because yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places you can't ride bikes. No, you can't. It makes it it makes it difficult too because you can get those little e-bikes now. And oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would screw that whole thing up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, I've always liked the idea of the 25 shells, the no friggin' motorized vehicles. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, we got this, you know, pristine place. If mm-hmm. this was if this was private, this would be a million dollar duck club. Oh yeah. So you're gonna hunt here and you're a regular guy, it's a reasonable price to get in, but you're gonna work for it. Yeah, exactly. And I kinda like that because yeah. you know, to me it kinda weeds out the you know, the fair weather people. You know, shooting twenty five shells a day, oh, it makes it it makes it simple too. You learn how to conserve shells because if you run out you gotta walk all the way back to your truck. Yeah, come all the way. Nothing worse than the walk of shame. I've done yeah. that at Sutter a couple of times. You got to walk right by the check station. They look at you like, dude, you suck, yeah. man. It happened, it happened <laughs> one time this year for me, and I sent my buddy back because he was he was at two shows left, and I was like, go get shows. I'm not leaving. Well, you got to be careful with that too, because now we've done it, but it's not legal. You send your buddy back to get two boxes, right. one for yeah. him, one for you. Well, he's over the limit bringing it back. Yeah, right. You know, and. uh I guarantee now, I've, it's been a few years since, I, probably five years since I've been to a refuge. I guarantee 25 shells would be enough for me now. Oh, it but there was a time it was not. You right. Know. Oh, it, it works now. You learn how to conserve, especially when you do it every single weekend, you know. Yeah. You and, and, and that's the reason for the rule. It makes. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if it was unlimited shells? No. I mean, Dude, the way it'd, they, it'd be like Fallujah out there. The way they sky bust. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. So it keeps it, and I think it keeps everybody in order too. Like you're not sky blasting, you're not taking unreasonable shots. Yeah. You know, so you're like, okay, we got birds, we want them close, you know, because we can't can't yeah. shoot off. Well, um, maybe if I can work with the state lawmakers, John, we can uh, limit limit the uh, gauges, four ten, <laughs> yeah, twenty eight yes. gauge that, and twenty yeah. gauge only. That, that, that's, yeah. yeah, that'd be great. That'd There's help a, out things a lot. We could hear it every single morning right after a shoot light. There would be a 10-gauge that goes off every single time. And the one guy would just shooting a 10-gauge. You, you Are they allowed on the refuge? Yep. I thought they weren't. Because you can't have 3.5-inch, can you? No, you can yeah, have 3.5. Can, can, can you? Yeah. 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 You some, I think there's some refuges oh, is it, you can't is have it, 10. It's a shot size you can't have, right? T-shot? Yeah. yeah. I, I think. Yeah, my fa- my favorite's twos and threes. They'll take, any, they'll take yeah, anything down. T-shot, I don't know. But I'd love for someone who's listening, you know, hit us up on Instagram, the, the Filthy you know, Spoon Wars. by the T-shot, yeah. I yeah, let us know what what you do at T-shot besides coyote hunt. Right. Where do you even get T-shot from? I, can, I don't see it in Sportsman's. I don't see it at Turner's. Well, the, the new Shell way, it's, they're not as prevalent. Okay. They're, you know, they, I've seen them at Walmart before. Well, does Walmart even sell ammo anymore? No. Nope. Yeah. Walmart doesn't sell guns. Walmart doesn't no. sell ammo. 
Yeah, and every crazy. other state they do, but oh, yeah. not this shithole. No, I remember when I moved to Florida, I walk in and they have like AK-47s that's for sale yeah. at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> There's children up and carrying firearms. <laughs> yes. It's pretty funny, man. <laughs> Does T-Shot almost compare to like the Buckshot almost? I don't think so. No. It's it's bigger than a... Than it's a, bigger than a BB, but yeah. I don't think it's close to Buck. Mm. No, but... I mean, the only guy I ever know that shot it was a complete idiot, so... Um, but other than that, I've never seen anybody try to use it. No. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't get nothing out of shooting birds super far. Now I do have a 10 gauge, and I think it's kind of cool because it's nostalgic. R- retro. It's retro. Uh, I I hardly ever take it out. Uh, right. I fi- I got some boss for it this year. They're only about 275 around, so mm-hmm. it was expensive stuff, oh. man. But uh, I'll take it out early season when we got our geese. I'll bring it out, and I'll see how it does. See, but, uh, you go to a refuge, you're like 25. You're like, 25? I can't afford 25 <laughs> boss shells. <laughs> well, nowadays, you go buy a case, you're spending 250 bucks, 300 oh, yeah. bucks almost. And what, what, are you, what are you shooting out there, Logan? Tens. Yeah. yeah. You like twos and threes? Twos and threes. That's, I was always a twos and threes guy. Yeah, now I shoot right. a lot of geese, so I, I just go down to twos only. Just twos. I, um, if I know I'm going to do a specific goose hunt, like I'll go buy a couple boxes of bb's or ones but and three and a half because i'm not my gun is a three and a three and a half chamber so it's kind of nice to have that option dude i i smoked the shit out of specs with uh 20 gauge number two really oh that's mm. always shoots man well if you if you shoot it right and they're always going to drop i just kind of like that have that extra support you know the three and a half a little extra powder a little extra shot you a know compensation for yeah. other know. parts not <laughs> being as big i get it yeah that's, that's the way it goes i get it i just don't like running so but he why do you think he has a 10 gauge yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one burn me dude <laughs> oh man no, I'm not, I, I like 20 gauges. They shoot so much smoother. I mean, you get you stay on the bird if you got to have a follow-up shot. Like, they don't throw you as bad. But, I mean, you shoot a 12 gauge, it's fine. But 20 gauges are just so much more they're fun. Cool. And like, they're cheaper. All the way around. Cheaper. I don't know. The ammo's about the same. Yeah, ammo's is about it? the same. They figured it out. They can take it. The 28 gauge ammo's the same. Dude, that's... You I know, was talking to my wife. The thing is, i got to get a new gun safe. Oh, really? Yeah, I got it. Are you out of room? Yeah, I only got like a little 12 gauge or 12 12 gun safe, or it might be a 10 gun safe, and yeah. I have 12 guns in it. I think I, I have some like standing in the middle. Yeah, I gotta get a gun safe. I got all my um, guns sitting under my bed. Yeah, you're gonna um, go to prison in this state. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, but you know, all these guys are simple and easy. Yeah, no confessing the crimes on our podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd like to get a 22. I'm just I want the left-handed, uh, one the M2 or. I, I thought you had a 20 gauge. And it's not, I my BPS the pump. I wouldn't mind getting a semi. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a SX3 20 oh, gauge. So yeah. you mentioned before you got the SX4. Yeah, I do. I love that gun. I got it in the um, the shadow grass and the Sarah coated. So that's a nice gun. Yeah. How often do you clean that thing? Well, it depends on how much I'm hunting. If I'll go if it's if I'm going out every weekend, I'll clean it every single every time the weekend's over that thing gets clean well, that's and, good. Um, then i got my crappy gun it's a mossberg 935 magnum and that's probably even though it's a it's a tank but i've shot so many birds with that gun it's my first semi-auto gun yeah and that thing probably didn't get clean for a whole season if i'm being honest but it, it ran and it never jammed on me once really mm-hmm. that gun mossbergs never ain't bad guns they get kind of a bad rep 
I started uh, with a Mossberg, Mossberg 500. That's what I had. Yeah. yeah, I gave it to my oldest boy. Now, yeah, yeah I bought it at Kmart in 1995 or something for $189 on sale. Yeah. I couldn't afford their 870 that was like 220 <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Look, like, I, I look back and I remember, yeah, I used to think like, you know, maybe I'll get an 870 yeah. or uh, maybe like a Supernova yeah. one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Them. I, I, I don't. Do they still make them things? The 870s or the no, Supernova? The, super, the, no. super, the, I the, I the Benelli so. pump? They might. I think they might. Oh, that's RoboCop looking knows? ugly gun. I, you know, I get it. Like, that's like, the, either go buy a friggin' Benelli or go shoot an 870 or something. I don't know. To me, that gun is the cheesiest looking, hey, I want a Benelli, but I can't afford a Benelli gun that right. we've ever made. I mean, you, you, know? can get, you can get a decent semi-auto for what that cost. You can, not, yeah. not Nothing great. But At the time, I don't think you no. really could. But I, to me, it was like, I mean, I guess they had to make a pump gun. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, it looked so stupid to me. It was all futuristic. I like classic-looking guns. I'm a Benelli guy. Even my SB2, the trigger's a little bit, you know, stealth-looking. It's yeah. not, like, elegant like, you know, some of my older guns. But uh, that gun has always just been. And whenever somebody shows up with one of them, it's like, okay, this guy's a friggin' poser. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, I mean, ask you about cleaning it or whatever, but... Uh, I'll take inertia as far as cleaning it and disassembly and cleaning it any day over gas. Oh, yeah. Those gas guns are easier. Yeah, those gas guns are dirty. Well, yeah. that's like four. It's an inertia gas blend, so you can get oh, from two it? and three quarters all the way three and a half. It's nice, and it's it's not too hard to clean either. Yeah. Those things you can't even feel the kick in that no more. They got like three separate springs, one on the pistol grip, like two in the stock or whatever. It's right. nice. So. Yeah, my my SX3. Pretty pretty smooth gun, mm-hmm. pretty yeah. Yeah. I mean twenty gauge, right. I don't feel anything. No, I I don't feel much kick out of a twelve. Maybe it's because I'm a big fat bastard. I don't know, but no, I don't no. feel much kick. I can shoot all day with that thing. I don't now. I don't feel a kick at all with my twelve, especially when I'm shooting at a bird, you know, you got all that adrenaline going yeah. and so I mean, it is what it is. Well you know my t- you know my t- the only twelve gauge I have is that uh well I have I have my old Mossberg five hundred, but my semi auto is that old Stoger, so yeah. that thing's kind of a Kind of a workhorse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I almost bought a Stoger and everybody told me no. It's not a bad gun. The thing with the with the Stoger um, is the ejection spring, at least on this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think they still have this problem, but there's a lot of ejection issues with them. Yeah. You just buy a Benelli ejection spring and okay. switch it out. Yeah, that's that's what you said before. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I never knew that. Well, so it's are, a twelve dollar fix. They're all Benelli internals, huh? For the most part, because Benelli owns Stoger, right? Yeah, they, they own, own them. Now my wife has a Franke. Okay. And it actually says Benelli USA. So you know, in terms of the, t- this is like you know we have the white trash tier system. Right. Yes. Benelli has their own. Yeah. Yeah. And Stoger, Franke, exactly. Benelli, yeah. Stoger's yeah. a tier one. They're yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're the lowest form of yeah. yeah. Oh, their shotguns. I guess if you're a new duck hunter, maybe Stoger wouldn't be too bad for you. I always recommend people to go. Like, Kittle's got a bunch of old guns on the shelf. I I mean, go get yourself an old pump. When you're starting out, I don't know. And those old guns are built so well. You know, if you get one that has interchangeable chokes, or you can, you know, buy Boss if it's, you know, full choke or whatever. But I don't know. The old guns, they're just so well built compared to some of the new stuff. My grandpa has the... um, the first uh, Beretta A5 that they made, and um, like their first like style, I forget what year that came out. I probably wasn't alive then, but Beretta A5 or the no um, Browning. Browning, 
Yeah, yeah. Marshall I got one. I got one of them. They're a wonderful gun. Are they? He's got his. Has still the lead barrel on it. That's yes, awesome. one they just had strictly lead barrels. Well, now with uh, boss ammo, you can shoot the old guns. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, so yeah, I shoot an old A5. Mine was built in 1953. Hank Williams was wandering there still when my gun was built. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I love shooting that thing. I for whatever reason I shoot good with that old Camelback, and I love it. Uh, I have an uncle in Southern California that uh, he wants to come up this year and, and do some duck hunting. He's never hunted. Really? Yeah, I mean, he grew up and stayed in SoCal. My my, And so he has my grandfather's old pump gun. And, uh, you know, 10 years ago, it'd be, it really wouldn't be realistic to do that. But now with, with right. Boss Ammo and just the availability of these yeah. these steel options right. or steel alternatives, yeah, he can yeah. come up and we're going to take my grandpa's gun out and hopefully kill some birds. That's awesome. That's so cool. It's yeah, a I Ted Williams edition, you said. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. If I had a pump now, I think I'd shoot a lot less birds and save a lot more ammo because I'd forget to pump so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, you probably remember upgrading the semi-auto. It's like, man, you're like living life when you first upgrade. Oh, you're like, this is amazing. I, that's what I started off. I've never shot a pump. Oh, it's really? always been semi. So my dad refuses. He'll, he's, he's had his 870 since he was 18 years old, and he's never shot anything else. That's oh, all we should. Works clip. don't, you know, if, it's bro if it ain't broke, don't mm -hmm. fix it. That's cool. And he's always claimed that he can shoot it faster than a semi. I'm like, that's not true at all. I will say I do like the over-under option. Yeah. And that's that's very fast. And, right. you know, you're limited on shells. Yeah. But I like, I like the over-unders. It over works good for dove hunting, in yeah, my oh opinion. Yeah. So. I don't know. The only thing with the over-under with the dove is I, there's a lot of flying by with that thing open. Duck hunting, I can see it's two shots. You can get you know, the third one's most of the time a Hail Mary anyway. Right. Yeah. All right. But dove hunting, I hunted a couple times. That, oh, and it's like every time I got that thing open, right in front of me, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, but because you you've seen my my over under, my cheap yeah, my cheap little twenty gauge Stoger over under. See, See, that's when I would buy a Stoger's for an over under. Yeah, I mean, I do whatever I want with that gun. I've yeah. taken it turkey hunting, duck hunting, but uh, you know, I remember the first time I was duck hunting by myself and got a solo limit with that twenty gauge over under. I felt like a freaking oh, duck wow. guide. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a killer. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Because you feel, you know, it's a little with with two shells instead of three. It's a little, you know, feels right. a little more like a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know. Have you guys ever done any river duck hunting at all? He has. I, I have a little bit. I've yeah. never, never experienced that before. I've done a little bit. There's a guy I used to know that hunted on the feather, and we would go. He's freaking Oliver's dude. We go out of what's that place where you get tier two. Well, what's the name of it down there? Where you get your windows broke out if you leave? Oh, on the, which side? You or Sutter uh, side? Oliver's side. Oliver's side. side. Star, what is it? Yeah. Star Bend. Yeah, Star Bend. Yeah. Well, there's a Star Bend on the yeah. Sutter County side that's too. A yeah. Area, actually, so there's yeah. a boat ramp over there, but the Star Bend boat ramp. Yeah, that's a yeah. sketchy boat ramp. Oh, big time. Yeah, you're, you feel like you're safe. You're out in the middle of nowhere, and like, yeah, you come back. Uh, your windows are bashed out. I would never leave my truck there. But no. Yeah, this dude was the mayor of Oliver, so he was safe, evidently. But uh, <laughs> um, we went with him a couple times, and it was all right. We never did it very good, but it was okay. What do they do? They just park the boat up next to the <laughs> yeah. next to the bank? Yeah, like if you're shooting divers? There's some like mallards and honkers. Oh, and really? Divers, yeah. There's a lot of mallards on the river. That was, this was years ago. but um, We were doing some turkey hunting, or I guess turkey scouting, and it was still duck season. And I yeah. shot an ocean duck off the river. Really? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Really? What was it? It was a surf scooter or whatever they're called. I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, like this. 
Uh, yeah, scooters, scooters or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know anything about ocean ducks. Me yeah. either. I know, I know I eiders. I was a duck and it was legal, so. Dude, we ought, we ought to do that. We ought to go to San Francisco and hunt ducks. I mean, that's that one dude that the does big. it. Shoot yeah. all these I'm freaking so golden eyes. Yeah. I got the boat. Let's go. I'm so down. They, uh, you know what we ought to do? We ought to dove hunt off the river. Yeah. I see so many does off the river. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how many people do it. I did it. It's same legal. guy. Oh, yeah. No, I mm-hmm. did it. We did it. So the last sandbar and pulled up and. The last couple of years, uh, John and I, we dove hunt together. We always, we every time we're like, we're gonna, you know, let's dove hunt the whole weekend. Let's yep. the first three days of the season, let's hit it hard. Uh, we just do opening day. I, I think we should do it. So it's on this, Friday this yeah. year. I think this year should be the year we do it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, should. I got a boat. I got a pretty cool boat. We, we should do our usual spot on day one. Yep. And then we should hit up some new place on day so two. So I like. Next month, I'll start riding around in my boat on the river and find a couple spots, and we'll tr- we'll try that. Well, if you need another partner, let me know. See, oh, yeah. you fisher, you fisherman, you can be out there <laughs> scouting for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're a big striper fisherman. Big I was striper. wondering what you were doing. You smelled like fish when you came in. I was asking if you knew any other girls that were single. But uh, anyway, uh, what, so you're catching fish today, yeah, though. I was. Huh? I was out on the river since six thirty this morning today. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Awesome. So, like, how, what would we catch? We had we brought in two 26 inches and threw back just some little 20 inches today. We had 14 fish all together though. The sack yeah. or the feather? The feather. Put in yeah. a Boyd's pump, just sitting on anchovies. So that's oh my, really? Just yeah, bait fishing? Huh? That's my that's my favorite way to do it. I mean, I I've done the trolling, I've done the jigging, and um, just never caught it. I've always heard guys catching big fish all of it, and I've just never had any luck with it. And my grandpa's always just taught me about anchovies. That's how I learned, so that's what I stick with. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it's you can just bait fishing's easy. You just sit there. Even you might like bait fishing. I've done it on the ocean, yeah. like yeah, like rockfish. Mm-hmm. I always like kind of throwing lures and lures are fun. Know. That's I'm a once it's primo bass fishing too. So I got a nice little bass rod and I love throwing bass jigs. Yeah, so that's that's fun. It's my favorite. Jigging, I never like jigging. You know what jigging is? Yeah. Yeah, you sit there and pull your pole mm-hmm. up and down. It's like, dude, this is not, I mean, it works for me. It don't work for me. Nope. But <laughs> I, got, I got a bait caster right there. I didn't, I, really? You don't even know how to operate a bait caster, huh? Yeah. Well, I told you I was into the bass thing for a while. <laughs> no, I got um, my bait caster. I got one of those Dobbins rods, the loose oh, reel yeah. on it. Wow. Nice little, nice little bait caster. I Take love back. bait casters. Learning how to use one, I spent a lot of time freaking practicing how to right work in the it. Pool. In the pool, you throw yep. a little jig on it, you just start throwing. I just did it in my damn yard. I yeah, tied I a freaking quarter-inch washer to it and chucked it out in the street over and over. There you go. Just, you know, as long as you're willing to, to cut line and try again, no big deal. Just cut the rat nest out. blowing it up, though. And it, yeah. yeah. Like I say, I've gotten pretty good about that. I don't have to do that anymore. No. Well, I don't hardly fish. Well, you have to, you have to, you have to tune it depending yeah, yeah. on each yeah. what each lure mm-hmm. that you do. Yeah, you just it's that easy. Knob on the side, you just go. Yep. My favorite way to do is, is I'll tune it, so I'll reel it up all the way and drop it. And if it doesn't, if it touches the water and doesn't keep like unspooling, then it's perfect. Yeah, you look right yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right where it catches it at like a forty-five degree angle. Let it go to the ground, and it shouldn't go more than a quarter turn of the mm-hmm. spool. Yeah. See, I talk crap about fishing. I'm just. 
I'm still not good at it. That's the problem. I'm, I'm not very good at it either. I mean, I've caught a couple of monster bass and uh, yeah, ponds, yep. but I mean, that's pure shit house luck. And I used to like trout fishing, you know, there's something kind of neat like that. I like fly fishing. That's fun. We'll go to the North Fork of the Feather. Uh, my grandpa and I will we'll fly fish a whole four days or something. It's fun. Did your grandpa duck hunt? No. But your dad did. My dad did in his younger days. My dad would hunt with um with the sillers. Out ah. there in the Siller Dredger Ponds before it got closed off. He would hunt out there all the time. That's cool. His favorite story is how he shot his first cinnamon teal out there. Really? Yeah. Dude, there's a lot of teal in those dredger ponds. There's a yeah. lot yeah. of teal. But they're all closed yeah. off now. No, not for Robert. No, we, we're fortunate enough. Uh, I mean, knock on wood, but it's a really nice guy. Uh, has some, some hunting rights out there and takes us out for the veterans hunt. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, you know what? We could do a whole podcast on that, but there's just the longer I hunt and the more people I meet, there's a lot of really decent people out there in the in the hunting world. Well, like, just, just like good, generous Brad we people. had on last week. Yeah, that guy's great cool guy. as hell. Mm-hmm, you know yeah. what I mean? That guy. I mean, we didn't know him. No, not all. Messages him. come up. I mean, that guy's cool as hell. I've been texting him a little bit on and off this week. I mean, we've met cool people just doing this little thing. So my favorite people to hunt with are old timers because of their knowledge. Oh yeah, it's always just, nice. You just learn and learn. I, I just I just shut up and shoot when they I don't talk I just listen. That's good. Yeah. I mean, there's you know like everything there's some uh, you know drama queens and duck right. hunting but honestly most most of the people that I've met good people Gen- a lot oh, of yeah. generous people a lot of generous landowners unless oh, you go yeah. to Gray Lodge Refuge <laughs> <laughs> unless you go to Gray Lodge or Yellow you, you hunt Yellow uh, a couple of times a couple Yellow's rough it's man. the bane of my existence. Yeah. <laughs> I've no. swore that place off the last time. I said, I'll never step foot on this I refuge did. again. I said that in Mason. Was it last year? Talked me into going? It yeah, was. he did. Yeah. yeah. How was it? Oh, it's horrible. Didn't show something. Yeah. There's I a flooded th- desert. There's barren. It sucks. It yeah, stinks. Dude, you can hear car alarms going yeah. off. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah it's, uh, I don't like that place at all. I did meet my one good buddy, Michael Tran, that I've met years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. 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 We've got to get Michael. Yeah, yeah. we got to get Michael Tran on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, he's a... Uh, He's a hunting fool. He's all over the place, man. And uh, interesting guy. I think I can sit him down and get him down for a podcast. That'll be fun. That'd but, be awesome. Yeah. I did meet one of my really good buddies now at Grey Lodge. He worked. He worked the check station and kind of was nice because he knew all the spots and take us around. And oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, because he cool. He'd work out in the field just keeping up the ponds and you could see where the birds would dump in and not dump in on the off days. And pretty nice to tell when they're going to be there. See, you're you're a young dude, Logan, but uh, this time in your life is the time to do any fun job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to anything outdoors, whatever season it is, I'm out there too, and it's nice. So, whatever, whether it's fishing, it's hunting, or if it's even scouting, I'm out there just putting in the time and effort because it's all I like to do. That's good. It's a lot of fun, man. It just uh, and the whole thing. I mean, I we talk about all the time. Him and I at the work days, we look forward to them. We love them. Oh, yeah. oh, the yeah. club. You know, playing around, driving out, checking to see if the water's on, brushing up the blinds. We we love that stuff, and it's you know it's so much more than just the trigger pull. This it stuff, is. you know. And honestly, I, I feel like if everybody was a hunter, maybe this whole world might be a little more different. I think so. There'd probably be a lot of dead shit. Well, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what. <laughs> It makes you. It makes you a good person too. You appreciate a lot more. I, I think I you do. Like. I, it, it's it's hard to explain to people that don't. But like you know the the, I mean a lot of people even birds we see any animals we see we kind of pay attention more so right. than 
somebody that has no idea, you know, like, yep. you know, I'd be people at work or whatever, oh, look, man, there's a lot of dove oil, huh, what? They don't even notice, you know what I mean? So I think you're right. That's My wife makes fun of me all the time because I'm sure you're the same way, driving down 99, 70, you know, look at two mallards yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <My laughs> seen a lot of them lately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they've been um, out there in um, Hallwood, they're all, they're all paired up right now. Nice. So you can see them flying around. And they got all the little babies down. And I think we'll have a good mallard population this year because there's a, a lot of water, right? A lot of water. I think yeah. it's going to have to help. I see ducks every day on the way to work. I, I, I mean, all this water is going to have to help. It's going to have to help a deer, too. I hear the deer hunting should be good because we're going to have food so late. Oh, yeah. Now, this water, we really needed this. And It is. Know. And it, I guess it's not supposed to stop either from the farmer's almanac from all these farmers talking to they said that our winter this year is going to be even wetter than last year Ooh, so yeah, we'll see i don't know that's i think it's a bunch of bullshit but uh <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> i get the old timers used it and they, they got you know you know like what do, you, what do they say uh the, the sun shines on a dog's ass at least once a day um but we'll see. I mean, there were people telling me, you know, oh, we're, we're going to go into a, like a 30-year drought. This place is going to look like the Mojave Desert. Well, I don't know. Well, we'll good. See. We'll start duck hunting the rivers when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a river. <laughs> Keep your boat, John. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll never have one. <laughs> That's so weird. I know you don't like boats. I love boats. Well, I heard the happiest day of your life is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Really? I think yeah. if you get too big a one, I see a lot of guys that, like, they got a little boat, and then they think, oh, a bigger boat will be better. No, I got just a little outboard on it, and, you know, it's big enough, it's wide. It's a duck hunting boat. It's a cast and blast type model. Right. It's not very big. It's like 17 foot, but it's flat bottom. It's great for what I do. Yeah. But, you know, you start dealing with, you know, the v8s in them and stuff you're working on it more than you're doing anything and see that's the that's what i have to avoid because you know i'm, I'm not very mechanical so yeah i have to youtube everything to help me <laughs> i just love and there's i mean i grew up with boats my brother always had one and up on mountain lakes just just cool you know but a little boat like i said i don't have no desire to have some big monster boat you know i don't know i think i needed myself a wake boat here so <laughs> i've been on marketplace a lot lately trying to find one yeah with your mullet and your friggin <laughs> yeah i can see you definitely uh, out there with the what the roll bar thing with all the speakers like <laughs> pounding <laughs> some corny ass new country music or something uh, i yeah. like the old stuff really oh that's good i was listening to bricks and dunn on the way over here yeah that ain't old no me. that's not old but <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is 30 years old, but I mean, yeah. I get, well, no, they're a young buck like me. So. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> 30 years ago. Yeah, I got yelled at Stassi's one day. It's, I mean, in there, and I, there was a time when the first jukebox was come out where you play from your phone. Them old guys thought I was like Nostradamus, dude. And I would just play, friggin' here's Hank Williams, and it's like, oh my God, I didn't put a quarter in it, you know? And one guy, hey, and I don't take requests. I mean, screw you. I'm the fucking DJ. <laughs> DJ John. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I have more plays on my thing. I can show you my phone. I have more plays than anybody I've ever met in my life. I probably have $10,000 in jukebox plays. Wow, well, wow. Well. Anyway, uh, some, hey, play some Alabama. And I'm like, that's way too new. I ain't playing that shit. And like, it's 40 fucking years old. I didn't look at it that way. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like all kinds of music. Actually, in August, I'm going to go see Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top. Really? Yeah. So, that'll be a good concert. Fuck, they're all dead. Well, the brother's a singer now. Yeah. And, well, I, I say Z Top now, because... Because the one guy died, too, is ZZ yeah, Top, right? Yeah, he did. 
Yeah, you did the backup singer. That's good. You guys are still doing that. I right. I seen that uh, new variant of Skinner a couple years ago. I don't. Is there any of the original guys left? I think they all died. The drummer, maybe. I think the uh, maybe the drummer. I, I know their keyboardist dude. He died. Yeah. Just recently. Um, but that's good. You're yeah. I'm mm -hmm. glad you're not out there break dancing, listening to <laughs> mumble rap. Yeah. That's the whole do, cadence of that stuff. I do find myself on 101.1. Sometimes I listen to old school rap. Sometimes. Really? Uh, I don't even know what the hell 101.1 .1 is. <laughs> I listen to the radio. I don't either, but in the work truck, it's all I got. All I listen to is the Filthy Film podcast over and over. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've actually... Um, That's all you better listen yeah, to, too, Logan. Hey, every single time it comes out at work, I'm on it. <laughs> so, I also listen to 103.1. Won some concert tickets off of there oh, in the last cool. week. So, been on there. Might be able to get on that show, too. I was talking to Dave and Briggs about it. They've been around so, a while, man. They have. They well, have. country radio is still strong as far it as the is. radio business it goes. It yeah. Is. So oh, yeah, I yeah. Country radio is the only thing that's that's doing well in radio. From what I, I mean, from what I've heard, I don't know anything it's about it. Country radio only by name, of course. But yeah, right. I'm not I'm not a fan of all this new school country music, and, and it's just too upbeat for me. It's not country music. The hip hop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want the sadder, the slower, the better. Exactly. So just I like your life. Fun. Yep. Have you, have you ever heard of, like, Tyler Childers or Zach Bryan? Have you listened to yeah. those guys? I like, guys I like them. Oh, I, yeah. I don't have my shirt on with my name tag. Of course I've heard of this. I'm yeah. a honky-tonk <laughs> connoisseur, yes. I like uh, that, that, Those guys I like. I like Coulter Wall. Yep. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. He's cool. And he's like a real cowboy, too. Yeah, yeah he's all legit. Yeah. He sounds like I like him. Yeah. He's, he sings some good he's stuff. All right. But I feel like if it's, not, it's not a country song. You're not talking about being sad or... Getting drunk. Or yeah, and he got a flat top. So the only yeah. newish guy that I do like is Luke Combs because he seems yeah, like a good. super cool guy. His songs, I mean, they're a little broy country, but yeah. I know they're, they're pretty good songs. I think I like him. He's a good guy. I like you him. Know, I mean, he ain't no George Jones, but he's no. pretty good. Dude, have you seen uh, that big fat dude with tattoos all over him? Jelly Roll. Jelly I've Roll. seen him. What I. I I can't take him fucking serious, but evidently everybody loves that fat pile of shit. I don't know anything about it. You never heard one of his songs? No. It's kind of slower. I mean, a little sad. He's, a, he's got it's a kinda, good voice to him. It's kind of gospel-ish a little bit. A little bit. bit yeah. I guess he was a dirtbag, and and then I, I, I heard... Yeah, you should love him. Yeah. <laughs> he's a degenerate. <laughs> the face tattoos just turns me off, and then I don't know. Yeah, the face tattoos. No, he's like, he's like that southern gangster, you know, like the... Uh, I think he was in, I don't know what city, but one of those Tennessee cities. You know how some of those, like, you like think Louisiana, of Tennessee, you think of real, like, wholesome folks? Right. But yeah, some of those Nashville, southern yeah. cities are, like, oh, yeah, they're dude, the hood. No, they're horrible. Yeah. I, the first time I thought that, like, oh, man, I thought when I moved to northwest Florida, which is basically, they call it L.A., lower Alabama, I mean, I, this is, it's going to be like smoking the bandit. Fuck no. <laughs> horrible, dude. You go to Montgomery, Alabama, that place is the worst. Dude, I'd rather go to San Francisco. I can never go south. I just want to go north. Really? So, yep. I got family that lives in Montana. I got family that lives in Idaho. Um, I love Idaho. I love Idaho. I worked there for a month in 2019. Did you? Yeah. yeah I did. Idaho's a good Detail place. at work, working there. It was, yeah. it was fun. So, um, I don't know. Montana is kind of where I want to end up. I've, ever since I went elk hunting there, it was pretty. I was going to ask you if you've hunted out of state. Yep. That's yeah. where I shot my bull. First archery bull ever. Oh, with a bow, too. Shot him at 10 yards. Really? Yep. Well, that's pretty cool, man. You're going to have to show us pictures of that. Yeah. I don't know if I believe you. You don't believe me? Yeah. Well, you, you young kids are known to lie, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, 
It was now, cool. shooting an elk with a bow is, I mean, I'm not a bow guy at all. Um, I have zero desire to play with a bow, but I understand the guys that are into it, you know. I just bought a brand new Hoyt last September right before I went. Yeah. So, so you're a bow hunter, and then I you're love bow You're telling me too that you do some uh, like, like competition bow stuff yep. too. I shoot all the. There's we got archery shoots that shoot around all in this area, like Nevada City, Spenceville. Oh all yeah. Oh, my deer guide is up them often. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what's that about? What's the uh, the scene there? Hay bale killers, man. Out there killing. You get three D targets, and you got a little orange dot that you shoot at various yardages. Like you range from like four yards to one hundred and ten. So is it like a course that yeah. you walk? Yeah, some they of them do it at ski resorts. They yeah. do it all over. That's like a big deal. It, really, it's, it's amazing. I've been in since I was. I could shoot a bow. So I um basically you shoot um shoot either forty two targets with two arrows, and you get twenty seven with three. I mean, it's a full day adventure, but it's it's super cool. So. There You've you had to run into my buddy. I probably have. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, we're no, looking at the photo of his bull. That's impressive. Yeah, he had a bull with 10 yards. Yeah. We might have to put this up with the post when we do <laughs> this. Yeah, you send it to <laughs> me. Oh, not a poser. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. That is hella awesome. No, the, the story behind that was... is um. I'm not a big game hunter at all. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. my, it's my second favorite thing behind duck hunting. So... But um, the story behind that was uh, we were there for two weeks. I shot a, I shot a buck, a nice four by five. Shot him in the shoulder, never found him, which was depressing. Took some, it was my, it was my first like real like bow hunt. Like I've done A1 tags, but I mean, it was like my first serious one. So I was getting a little horny over it, I guess. And I was making um, irresponsible shots that I probably should have made. And I would, deer were jumping my string and I would miss them. And so this day, it was the third day before we left. There was we were hugging this mountain pretty well, and there's a bull that came in at 55 yards, a nice six by seven. And I drew back, and I think he heard my um, my bow because um it's it's just a little dunt. like it's not very loud, but they can hear very well, especially in the quiet of the woods. And he started to run off, and little did I know, my grandpa was 65 yards away. I thought we were like half a mountain away from each other. He was 65 yards, so he ran over this little knoll. My grandpa told me he drew back and his arrow fell off the string. <laughs> <laughs> and so what scared the bull back to me, and I went to go follow him because I, he didn't. He just trotted off. And I heard him coming back, and it was from me to you, and he almost ran me over. Really? 7.30 in the morning, and you could hear that fucker go all the way down the mountain with horns rubbing against the trees. That's crazy. So after that's over, we go back to camp, and we go back out, same mountain, and I see a doe at 55 yards, and I shoot at her. She falls to her stomach, no joke, just because she heard that string, and that arrow went right over her back. Really? Yeah. Wow, I was it's like, like cartoon ne- stuff. Yeah, man. I've that's... never seen a deer do that. And I got, I was so pissed off, so I just took a walk, and I sat down in probably the thickest shit that you could still shoot in. And all of a sudden, 30 minutes later, a cow and a bull comes running down the mountain. And by the grace of God, the cow stops from maybe me to my truck. What is that, 20 yards? Directly to my right. And the bull comes up 10 yards and faces the cow broadside. Never even knew I was there. And I shot him crisscross. Never even moved. This public ground you do this on, too? This was public, yeah. That's pretty freaking cool. It's pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. It was a good hunt. So, I mean, I was the only one that got an oak that year, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, wow, that's what I like I say. Shooting anything with a bow, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard enough to shoot anything with a gun. 
Right. But the, the closeness you have right. to get with a bow is it's that's impressive, man. And it makes you appreciate. I think for me at least, if you're bow hunting, you appreciate your work a lot more because you're working so much harder to get your oh, harvest. Yeah. You know, instead of just sitting on a mountain glass and kaboom. You yeah, know? yeah. So yeah. and I like interacting with the animals a little more, calling, and that's why I like turkey hunting so much. Yeah. I love calling. I love seeing the animals work. Love seeing them play with the decoys, and it's fun. Yeah. So. And so it was a good time. So oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, you get a big old Tom come in. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Still yet to shoot one, but I've I've had some. I could have shot one this year with my bow, but I had my old man with me, and he had a shotgun, and I tried to get him in. Oh, you bow hunt the turkey too? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I hunt a lot. So I spend probably I don't know if we out of a year I'm shooting in my backyard maybe 200 days out of a whole year, so maybe 100 100 arrows a week. No. So. Oh yeah, you hay bale killers love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know a couple guys that are super into the bow stuff. Even yeah. my little Hank, he I had to buy him a bow. He was all into it for a minute. He ain't touched it now in a year, but every hunter I know that that goes from rifle to bow, they never go back to rifle. Like they yeah. just they get so into the bow thing. Yeah. Well, I, I for rifle hunting for D zone, I will rifle hunt just because I can go sit my happy ass in an orchard. And just sit there, and two hours later, you got a deer. Yeah. And it makes it so much easier. So that's yeah. just for me in the freezer, though. Yeah. So uh, when I was, uh, I went to Wisconsin to visit some of my wife's family this last fall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was just telling you that I'm not really, like, I'm not a big game right. hunter at all. And they're like, you don't deer hunt? I'm like, no. No, I, don't. I just duck hunt. And, I mean, I do every wing shoe. I deer hunt, uh, you know, turkey, dove. Sure. But I've just always been a wing guy. And then they take me on their uh, property like a tour. Well, they can feed them. Yeah, they can. And they got and they got white and they oh and they can shoot does. Yeah. Oh, and you can shoot uh, crossbows during your yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, if I lived here, sure. Yeah, I'd be a yeah. Yeah, D zones are a little tough. Yeah. It's only D zone. You gotta know somebody, or you gotta hunt it. You gotta have like your one spot that you're putting in all your effort into just to get a deer. That's why. I like archery hunting up in C-Zone a little better. C-Zone's so. good. That was my second trade. I got drawn this year for X6B. I'm excited about it, man. Man, yeah. I, I put in for X5B every single year, and I'm just praying one day I'll get it. Because there's a migration pattern I heard that comes through there from Nevada. And really? There's a big mule deer right in there because it butts up right next to Nevada. Well, my co-worker and half-buddy, he knows who he is. He knows all about them deer up there. Mm. Um. I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping I get some luck. I mean, I'm not a big horn hunter, but I, I haven't shot a deer since eh, 2017, probably. I haven't really put any effort into it, but uh, I don't know. The meat's good. It's it is exciting. You know, it's not duck hunting, but it's exciting. Well, well I was going to ask you about that too, because every everyone I know also who goes from big game to who you know, I knew a guy. I don't think he listens. I don't care if he does, but. He used to talk crap about duck hunters. Oh, yeah, you guys must be nice. You know, you, that's easy, whatever. You think it's stupid. Yeah. You know, big game hunting is where it's at. As soon as he went on his first duck hunt, hooked. Yeah. Just hooked. Yeah. That was with me and my buddy that I put in um, this last duck season. I got him hooked. I mean, it's just kind of like one of the most addictive things out there, I guess. Yeah, most it's kind of a, you either love it or hate it. There's not a lot mm-hmm. of middle-of-the-road duck hunters. No, right? no. 
Um, well, that's that's one of the reasons why I feel like this like podcasting about waterfowl is so easy because you can talk to anyone about it. Oh yeah, there's that buck I shot last year too. I got 110 pounds of meat off that little forky. Oh, valley deer too. Yeah, valley deer. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a meat deer. I mean, you're not shooting for antlers there. You look but. like you're fucking 12, dude. <laughs> I just shaved my face. What'd you uh, shoot it with? 30 out six. I I love 30. I love old calibers. Everybody, you gotta have that footed, blah blah creed more. It's like now I'm taking my old, I got a friggin' Remington uh, Game Master pump thirty out six. My dad's got a Remington pump thirty out six, and he loves that gun. Oh yeah, I got it. My old buddy Bird, I was up there visiting him today. He gave me that gun, and uh, got an old school wide angle scope on it. That thing's dead on at a hundred yards. Oh, wow. but I'm I'm gonna use it. I gotta find somewhere to go. I gotta go do a couple practice shots of this copper there's um oh yeah my second buck i shot we sighted him with lead and we hunted with copper and i shot that deer four times that thing i hit it twice and my last shot that killed him i swear to god that thing that bullet bounced off the ground and went right in that deer it was the weirdest thing i've ever seen last deer i killed i killed my 30 30 with copper and it was fine Copper is just so expensive to side in with, too. Oh, dude, I know. I mean, well, I can't okay. imagine what it costs now. I remember when this stuff started going down the line, it was still legal, but you couldn't go to, like, Spenceville with it. Right. I bought a box right. of Barnes, 30-06. It was, like, $60 a box. 55 bucks for a box of 30-06 now. Really? Yep, just to side in. So I side in. I make, I make sure that I'll side in now. I, I don't want to shoot more than six shots. Yeah, so. that's my point. i got to go find somewhere to do it. Do you, do, do laser bore sight ahead of time? Eye bore sight. I get yeah. pretty close. That's yeah. all I've ever known is how to eye bore sight it, though. So we'll do that. And I get within, like, six inches. Yeah. And then I can base it from there. Because on my scope, I just got the mill specs. And then, you know, you got your zeroing option on the right. And then you got your left and right. And then your windage right here. Mm -hmm. but, it, but it all goes by mill. So I can. I want to get a scope where I can just look at my phone and just tell me what I need to be at. Oh, high-tech kids. They have those? <laughs> yeah, they do. Dude, they I'm can. so out of, like, the scope you can, game. You can, you Dude, can get all I ever did with a scope gun is miss shit. <laughs> all, every deer I kill has been with a 30-30 open sights. Really? Yep. Oh, man. No. See, but this hunt here, that, that gun ain't going to work. I'm going to bring it, but right. it, it ain't going to work. Well, when you're shooting in an orchard at 300, 400 yards, high-tech scope's kind of nice. Oh, I get it. No, that's it's what you got to do. That, so. that guy I'm talking about, mm -hmm. he's got some super i think he might use it for looking in women's bathrooms or something <laughs> but he has this super crazy three thousand dollar spotting scope he sets up and he puts his phone on it and he can he knows what he's doing dude's pretty slick with it but uh no this is equipment for deer hunting you know yeah. we think we're bad with waterfowl oh gosh the yeah, gear it's, clear it's shit for ball game yeah well when you spend with deer hunting too, I've had guys that say they won't hunt in camo at all, and you got guys like me that are fully camo nonstop. So I mean, my my gun's not camo, but I want to get it kind of camo. Well, that's kind of so. gay. Um, well, I don't know that, John. I, mean, I think it's all about a theory, though. What you what you like? I'm gonna go out there in a red fucking shirt and look like it's 1951, <laughs> and I better kill something. I'm probably gonna get shamed because the guy that's showing me, he's super. He's Mr. Cooey. Blah blah blah. And I, I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll probably, I, to be honest, I'll probably wear what I'm fucking wearing right now, except for I have a long sleeve shirt because it's gonna be fall. But it's gonna be cold. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, yeah. When when he when John duck hunts, he looks like he's from the freaking Babe Ruth days. <laughs> yeah, look like Elmer Fudd. I don't know. I just like the old school look. And well, I do too. I mean, I like I got the brown Sitka waders, mm. not the camo. I mean, I love Sitka. 
I know I know you love their camo, John, but uh <laughs> I just feel like Sika needs to sponsor Filthy Waters, pal. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're peeking down the doors. Yeah, I, 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 they're in our DMs all the time. I just haven't got to them. Let me tell me uh, before we start recording that you you got the sick of waiters too. Yeah, yeah. I did. Well, whether it's Sitka, Shane, it, it, honestly, it doesn't matter. But just the the quality of waiters that you have now. Oh, it's it's. I'm so glad we used to talk about this oh, years ago. Like somebody oh, needs to make gosh. a real waiter. In yeah. I'll never go go back to um, neoprene. Neoprene. No, Mm -mm. no, no, no. No. When you're sweating your balls off sitting there, and and it stinks. It like sticks to you. And then you're soaking wet when you take them off. I can't believe I used to hunt that stuff in October. Yeah, that's all we had. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm gonna switch to hip waders for October. I'm a hip boot guy. I love my hip boots. I got a pair at work that I can take. I'm gonna switch to hip boots. So it's just too damn hot in October. Yeah, you don't. You don't need them. I. I wore waders all year this year because I got my shins and I wanted to try them out. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be back to my hip boots early season. I love them, man. They're they're great, no, especially I'll the way we hunt. The refuge, though, you ain't gonna be wearing no, a lot of hip no. boots. <laughs> I will. My rule is for refuges, I won't hunt anything until November, like middle of November. I won't even go out. Like I'll go hunt a blind or something. What about, what about opening day? Opening day, dude. I put in all. for all the refuges no, for opening day. I don't get drawn for crap. <laughs> I put in, yeah. The only time we even mess with opening or, or is opening day. Yeah. I put in for them all too. Everything. It's always been something that we've done, but um, you always got all. The, it's just too damn hot now. So I'll, even I'll go sit in a blind honestly oh, for opening day. Even opening Sunday, you're done by nine, but yeah. it's a great time. Oh, yeah. It gets hot. Yeah, by the time. It's funny when you're on the water. 70 degrees feels like 100. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, when oh, it gets yeah. up to like 70, you're like, oh, my God, we're done. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's not fun. But yeah. at the same time, when, when it gets like middle of November, November is when I'll start grinding on a refuge. And it's a lot of time you put in, but I tell you what, some of the best memories I think I'll ever have are hunting refuges. First so. band I got was refuge. Really? Uh, refuge, yeah. no, it's, it definitely has our place. It's it's really good for young guys, honestly. Oh, I agree. You know, and there's a bunch of old guys that go out there, oh, too, yeah. and know it and have fun and... I, I agree. A, I, I walked in this last year with, uh, I think, what did he say? He was 78, and he was still hunting Grey Lodge. That's pretty freaking so, cool, man. That, was, that guy mean, was super cool. And he had his dog and his had all his... I was like, what, you don't hunt blinds? He's like, I got a blind, but I enjoy this a lot more. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, one thing I like with the refuge, I like, I like that they don't hunt every day. Those birds, right. they can use that refuge. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That rest in our one property that's a seven-day shooter, if it wasn't, I think it would be so much better out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it don't help that the people that, you know, our, our blind buddies are across the check from right. us, that they hunt seven days a week. That They do hunt a lot, yeah. They hunt I, every day they're out there. And, I mean, it, that's their right. They pay for it. But it's, and I, trust me, if I get a, r- a right day, I can go out on a Thursday or something, I will too. But you're right. That resting is very important. Yeah. But, I think refuges are good, too, for a lot of broke dicks like myself, you know? Well, it's, I mean, it's not cheap no matter how you no, do it, right? Because if, if yeah. you got refuge, you got the gas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so. but it, it's something affordable. A guy yes. can do it. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, not everybody. I mean, there was, I couldn't afford a duck blind 20 right. years ago. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the first one I ever leased, I think it was 1500 bucks. And that was like, okay, kids, we're eating friggin' top ramen. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't believe, looking back, like, God bless my wife. I got to just give her a shout out. I can't believe she let me lease a duck blind like 10 yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, money was, t- I mean, so 
the refuge, I mean, yeah, you got to pay 20 bucks for your pass or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, like you, you probably buy the season pass, yeah, I'm I guessing. Yeah. What are so those up to now? 187. That ain't too bad. It's not, if, if you look at it in the whole long run, it's, because um, there was one year where we were hunting refuges and we would just buy two-day passes instead right. of the whole season. And yeah. if I did the math right, that was, I was in like 200 bucks, 250 for just passes when this was 187 for the for just the whole season so it's well, and then you don't have to hassle of having to go find a walmart that's right. open right that's right. where i've ended up screwed once they because they used to take cash at the refuge yeah they used to not no more oh yeah. i know i yeah i remember i think they the freaking shady folks working were pocketed or something i don't know why they quit doing that but dude I, I was hunting yellow refuge one time and the guy that I, that he took me on his resi good dude and uh he got a low number and you know low enough where you know you're going to blind mm-hmm. so he's like yeah let's bring all four you know we're going to fill it up and uh, it was actually a really good hunt that day too i shot uh cinnamon teal which really? is really cool yeah okay. um but his his buddy who's a nice nice dude cool dude but he didn't but he didn't have the pass mm. so he's like you know how like before well you know you can talk mm-hmm. about this but before like when you're when you invite people right that like window like 20 minutes before the they start calling numbers so you're like dude where are you like get here now like what the hell are you doing yeah so he calls them Mm -hmm. and he's like oh i'm looking for a walmart oh gosh did he end up making it or no he did yeah yeah and we had a hell of a shoot we didn't quite get four limits but that was probably the best hunt i've had at yellow that's That's awesome yeah yeah see i just don't want to have the want to drive down to yellow I don't either, man. I uh, yeah. I mean, I, it's good. I'm glad it's there, and it yeah. takes a lot of them urban folks that live there, hunt mm-hmm. there, yep. and they can have it. I'll stay north of Sacramento. Exactly. Well, that's north of Sacramento too, but um, eh, it's like west of Sacramento. It's literally, it's literally at West Sacramento. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Yeah, right, right, right by the causeway. Yeah, yeah. 